Coming up, the Yankees and their hit list drought in a big way and a benches clearing brawl in Anaheim. This is Locked On Now MLB. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now MLB, local experts weighing in on the biggest stories in baseball. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got our MLB hosts here. They're ready to recap everything for you from Sunday, but we're going to start out with our biggest game. The biggest game. Freddie Freeman had an emotional return to Atlanta. Fortunately, his new team able to outlast his old team in extra innings. Locked on Dodgers has more from Sunday Night Baseball. As the great poet CeCe Peniston said, finally, it has happened to me right in front of my face. My feelings can't describe it. Finally, it has happened to me right in front of my face and I just cannot hide it. What's up, Dodger fans? This is Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. This is what my hair look like looks like after the Dodgers play extra innings. But this time, they won. 5-3. to three. I don't know how it happened. For the first 26 out of the, of the game, they looked helpless. They scored zero runs and had nobody on base after 26 outs. But guess what? They got three straight hits off of, who was it? Oh, Kenley Jansen. No big deal. Uh, three straight hits, including a two-run single by Trace Thompson to tie the game in the ninth inning. Then they couldn't get Trace in. I thought, oh, great, another extra inning loss, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing worse than watching the Dodgers get walked off in extra innings. Guess what? It didn't happen this time. The Dodgers in the top of the 10th inning. Freddie Freeman comes up with Trey Turner on second. Freddie Freeman going to bunt him over? Of course not. He's going to double him in, take his place. They couldn't get Freeman over. They uh, get, couldn't get him in. They got him over to third. They did everything they should. Couldn't get him in. Craig Kimbrell comes in, gives up a run in the bottom of the 10th. Go to the 11th. Dodgers get two runs. Two runs, I tell you. And then how many did they allow in the bottom of the 11th? Zero. The Dodgers won an extra inning game. That's all you have to say, but we're going to have a ton to talk about about the whole weekend series with the Braves, Freddie Freeman crying, all that stuff. So check out Locked on Dodgers first thing in the morning. Hashtag first listen. The Houston pitching staff was outstanding this weekend, holding one of the best lineups in baseball hit list for 16 innings. But of course, Aaron Judge came through just in the nick of time. Locked on Yankees and Locked on Astros has more on a memorable day in the Bronx. This is Stacey Gautzulius of Locked On Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Astros 6-3. And it was of the walk-off variety. How we got to that walk-off is very interesting. Nestor Cortez gave up a home run on the first pitch to Jose Altuve. Not a good first moment for the Yankees after the game that they had on Saturday. They found themselves down 3-0 in the bottom of the seventh and being no hit. Then Giancarlo Stanton hit a solo home run to make it 3-1. And you're thinking, okay, cool. At least they scored a run. At least it's not another no-hitter. Okay. You're feeling okay. Bottom of the eighth, DJ LeMayhew ties the game on a two-run homer. And you're thinking, maybe? Maybe. Bottom of the ninth, Blaber Torres is at third after a sack fly. Aaron Hicks is up. Aaron Hicks strikes out. Glaber Torres goes to run back to third, rolls his ankle, and gets tagged out for the third out because he can't put any weight on his foot. Then you're thinking, oh boy, 
and then the bottom of the tenth. They walk to face Aaron Judge. Which didn't seem very smart, and it wasn't, because it worked out for the Yankees. So I'll have... No, I won't have a recap on the next Locked On Yankees, because the next Locked On Yankees is going to be a crossover with Locked On Astros. And we have a lot to talk about, so tune in for that tomorrow. Hey guys, it's John Wehaus here with Locked On Astros, and the Astros swept the Yankees. I mean, wait, they didn't? Oh, crap. The Astros split with the Yankees. That's okay. They're 4-2 and two in their first six games with the New York teams. They have an off day on Thursday. And, you know, it wasn't a bad series. There were some things that if they went differently, maybe make some different coaching moves, maybe the relief pitchers don't give up tanks, they easily walk out of here with the four-game sweep of the New York Yankees. Jose Altuve led the game off with the home run. Jose Arquiti took a no-hitter into the seventh inning until it was spoiled by Giancarlo Stanton. But 16 in the third inning, that is Having holding the Yankees hitless for that long is a record. They went toe to toe with the big Bronx Bombers, and they look like they may get the upper hand once Lance McCuller comes back. If they get additional help at the trade deadline, got to check out my latest episode. I have Locked On Yankees host Stacy Gatsoulis joins me, and we talk about Astros Yankees rivalry and what it means for the future of the playoffs. And is this an ALCS preview? Stay tuned in to Locked On Astros. Remember, we're your team every day. Both Boston and Cleveland are on streaks right now, but in opposite directions. The Red Sox completed a three-game sweep as they now have won seven straight games, while the Guardians have now dropped four in a row. Our Locked On hosts break things down for you from Sunday's matchup. The Red Sox kept the good times rolling on Sunday with another win over the Guardians to complete the sweep in Cleveland. Hayes Lauren from Lockdown Red Sox and Boston continues to roll. Over the weekend, they moved into second place in the AL East. The pitching, including Nick Pavetta, continues to be dominant. The offense has found its groove and the Red Sox have a lot of momentum going into their series in Toronto against the Blue Jays beginning Monday. I'll break everything down for you on Monday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. Since the Guardians took over first place and win a game up, they've now lost four in a row. Uh, if you watched this whole game, I'm sorry. I gave up in the third. I've been doing yard work because it's very clear pitching wise it was going to be a disaster show. It was a tight rope and it was a tight rope. They failed. They got swept by Boston. Jose Ramirez had three hits um, and that's about all there is positive to say about these last few games. It has definitely been a situation where Lineups have been bad, pitchers have been overused, players have been overexposed. Uh, they're not adjusting using you know, advanced numbers that show us who's performing well and who isn't. We're just running out the same guys, regardless of the fact if they've been playing poorly for multiple months now. Uh, it's frustrating. There's no other way around it. But uh, I'd recommend do what I did. And next time, or if we have an issue where these games continue to be this uninteresting and this hard to watch, Take some time off, walk away, and check out Locked On Guardians to get a more fun take on it every day. A solid win for the Phillies over San Diego as they look to find a new identity for themselves without Bryce Harper. Locked On Phillies feeling very hopeful after a nice win. (laughs) What a good win for the Philadelphia Phillies. Connor Thomas, your host of, that's right, the Locked On Phillies. And, man, eh. It was a tough series out in San Diego. You lose Bryce Harper for probably a long time. Uh, Who knows? Maybe this season. 
And this team, well, they just continue to fight. They win last night. They win tonight. They win three of four against one of the hottest teams in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball. They prove that they're for real. They prove that they can beat these teams. And maybe this Bryce Harper injury is the vindication this team needs. They need to go ahead and fight through adversity. Just find a way to win. I say fight through adversity questioningly. Because the roster's still talented. Kyle Schwarber, a huge three-run home run today. He can still leave the yard at any time. Nick Castellanos, a four-hit day. Tried to stretch a, a double in the last one. Still counts as a hit, though. Like, this roster is talented enough to still win without Bryce Harper. Even though they're going to have to fight through some stuff now. They've still got a chance. They proved it today. Let's just hope this team stays hot. But, man, a great road trip. And we'll see Atlanta on Tuesday in South Philly. Coming up, the Rays sweep Pittsburgh and that benches clearing brawl in Anaheim. This is Locked On Now MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your online sports betting needs. You can head over there and get in on the action for Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf as well. Just head over to betonline.net. Welcome back to Locked On Now MLB. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We're going to continue now with our look around the league. Let's go around the league. The Rays completed a three-game sweep of the Pirates with a 4-2 victory on Sunday afternoon. Locked On Rays talks things out for you after the win. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays end the weekend on a high note, as they sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates to get back into the AL East division race. They are tied with the Blue Jays for third in that division as of right now. But the Rays take down the Pirates on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Sunday, a magical day again for Shane McClanahan as he gives seven innings strong, 10 strikeouts, just one earned run, and no walks, improving his record to eight and three. And don't look now. But he's got the lowest ERA among starting pitchers, and he has the most strikeouts among starting pitchers in the American League. So is it too soon to talk AL Cy Young for the young, hotshot, flamethrowing lefty with four elite pitches, Shane McClanahan? I don't know. Maybe we should be having that conversation. Stay tuned. The White Sox able to avoid the sweep thanks to a solid outing from Dylan Cease. We have both sides of this one from Locked On Orioles and Locked On White Sox. Well, the Orioles couldn't quite finish off the sweep with three out of four. Pretty good in Chicago as the O's win the series over the White Sox, but fall 4-3 in the series finale on Sunday. Listen, Jordan Lyles wasn't great early, but he did what the Orioles need him to do and what they paid him to do. Seven innings and four runs. I'll take that every time from Jordan Lyles. And listen, he was just outpitched by a better pitcher. Dylan Cease was ridiculous today with 13 strikeouts. Orioles tried to make the comeback at the end of the game. Pretty impressive loading the bases in the ninth. Got two runs and needed three. But hey, they still had the fight at the end after doing nothing offensively all day to come back within a run and have the tying run at third base. And at the end of the day, they lost the matchup you figured they would, Cease versus Lyles, and they take three out of four from a White Sox team on the road. This team continues to play better baseball. And I'll recap the entire weekend series between the O's and the Sox coming up on Monday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. The Chicago White Sox beat the Baltimore Orioles finally on Sunday by a score of 4-3. to three. 
Uh, it got close at the end. Jose Abreu made a couple errors in the ninth, and Baltimore capitalized to get it to 4-3. to three. Kendall Graveman uh, nailed it down. Uh, Sox won only one game in the four-game series against the Orioles. Uh, a couple bright spots. Uh, White Sox starter Dylan Cease had 13 uh, strikeouts on Sunday, a dominant performance, and a prospect that was called up recently, Lenin Sosa got his first big league hit. It was a double. Uh, Sox head out west starting on Monday. Lucas Giolito trying desperately to get back to old form against the Angels as the Sox have three against the Angels and then three against the Giants out west. The Rockies go 1-5 and five on their road trip after falling to Minnesota on Sunday. Locked on Rockies talks about the offensive struggles for Colorado as of late. Rock on Rockies. Holden here from the Locked on Rockies podcast. The Rockies go 3-for-30 in runners in scoring position in the series against the Mets. And that's not going to win you ballgames as this team continues to underperform when it comes to clutch hitting. Even though they out-hit opponents. Even though they go out on the road and lead things in batting average. They do this, that. The Rockies aren't consistent enough and aren't getting big hits. You can't have bases-loaded situations. And your 2-3-4 hitters come up with no outs. And you get nothing? The Rockies continue to be an infuriating team. They continue to underperform across the board. They continue to be in a whole heap of trouble. And what lies ahead for them? Well, just the second hardest schedule in all of Major League Baseball and a massive amount of division games, including a huge amount of games against the Dodgers in the next coming weeks. Not good in Rockies land, but you know what is good? The Locked on Rockies podcast will be breaking it all down right here. The Giants continuing to struggle as Cincinnati played 10 runs for the victory on Sunday. Locked on Giants and Locked on Reds recaps everything for you postgame. Winning is fun. The Cincinnati Reds have won a three-game series here at Oracle Park in San Francisco, uh, taking today's game 10-3 with an offensive onslaught. Hi there, I'm Stephen Offenbaker from the Locked on Reds podcast and coming to you live from Oracle Park where the Reds again have wrapped up a series win against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, after not winning a game on the last homestand, they managed to come out here to the left coast and take two of three from the Giants uh, in a game that saw a lot of action. Uh, Nick Senzel went three for three. Joey Votto had two doubles in this game and not to be outdone, David Bell managed to get himself ejected at the end of the top of the ninth for arguing balls of strikes with the home plate umpire. Tyler Malley was on the mound today for the Reds. He went six and two-thirds, giving up three runs as we get closer and closer to the start of hug watch season here in Cincinnati. Uh, enjoy these starts while they last. He's gone at least six innings in his last three starts, and I don't think we're going to get to see many more starts from Tyler Malley in a Cincinnati Reds uniform. The Reds are off tomorrow and uh, some strategic days off for guys like Jonathan India and Kyle Farmer today. India, of course, with that hand injury yesterday, getting hit by a pitch. X-rays were negative on that hand, but he was off today. We'll be again off tomorrow on the off day. Uh, Kyle Farmer getting a day of rest also. Reds, uh, after the off day, head to Chicago to play the Cubs. Uh, we will have you covered all next week on the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. Uh, Jeff and I will keep you updated because as you know, we are going to be locked on Reds every single day. We'll talk to you later this week. I don't really have words to describe what we're seeing right now from the San Francisco Giants. 
Ben Caspic with the Lockdown Giants podcast. If I had to put it into words, atrocious defense. It is costing the Giants seemingly every other game. It's like the day before today, they played a great game, clean game, lots of runs, lots of run prevention. And then today they just get blown out by the Cincinnati Reds and they lose the series against the Reds for the second time this year. And the Reds are the worst team in the league. And what's crazy is that the Giants are not a team that we expected to be nearly this bad defensively. We're talking about Evan Longoria, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, Austin Slater, even Brandon Crawford just contributing negatively with the glove. And that's just not what we expect from those pe- from those guys. And it's not what they did last year for the Giants when they won 107 games. So it's kind of amazing as poorly as the Giants have really played all year long, it seems, they're still, what, 39 and 33 and half a game out of a playoff spot. So every day is an opportunity to right the ship and tighten things up, but they just have not been able to do it with any kind of consistency, but they're going to have to because this is not going to work. They're going to have to play much better than this at some point if they want to do anything this year. So uh, we'll break it all down tomorrow on Lockdown Giants where it's your team every day. Things got a little bit testy on Sunday between the Mariners and Angels. Six players and both managers ejected after a lengthy benches-clearing brawl early in the game. Locked on Mariners and Angels has more on the fight and also the game. It's incredible what insecurity will do to someone, or in this case, an entire team. This is Tidy Gonzalez, host of the Locked On Mariners podcast. It's been a frustrating season for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, to say the least. They are five games under 500, nearing the halfway point of the year, despite having two of the greatest players to ever play the sport of baseball, and they haven't even finished above 500 since a guy named Jerry Depoto was their general manager. Therefore, it's pretty understandable that this team, which recently fired its manager, would be willing to try almost anything to ignite a spark, even manufacturing a beef with the Mariners that, let's be real about it, did not exist before Sunday. I put on the tinfoil hat, if it wasn't clear as day, the Angels orchestrated one of the most absurd displays I've seen on a baseball field in quite some time. They threw all logic out the window and used Eric Swanson missing a fastball up and into Mike Trout in a two-run ball game on Saturday as some sort of excuse to incite a brawl that the Mariners, frankly, had no business being a part of. At the last possible moment, the Angels swapped out their scheduled starter for an opener who basically served as a hitman for acting manager Phil Nevin. And who was it who instigated a brawl by chirping at Jesse Winker from the top of the steps? Well, that would be none other than Anthony Rendon, who just so happens to be out for the season with a wrist injury. And, you know, the other two Angels ejected for their hand in today's brawl? Yeah, a pair of relievers. Meanwhile, the Mariners lost Winker. J.P. Crawford, and for some reason, Julio Rodriguez. You see the issue here? And that's not to mention the fact Seattle entered today without Ty France as well. And yet, despite the Mariners running out a glorified AAA lineup for the final eight innings of this game, the Angels were only able to win by one. Enough said. Be sure to join us on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Mariners on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Should be a fun one. It was a fight on Sunday. Angel fans were hoping that the Angels would fight and fight for this season and fight for a win. But the fight that happened Sunday was with the fists as the Angels battled the Mariners. Hey everybody, my name's Mike Frisch, one half of Locked on Angels. The Angels got a victory 2-1 to one on Sunday and maybe perhaps got a victory in the UFC fight that took place during the second inning. Angel pitcher Andrew Watts threw a pitch, hit Jesse Winker in the butt, and then everything fell apart. It was a bit of a brouhaha on Sunday, and people got thrown out, and it was a big mess. It was really chaotic. 
And Angel fans are hoping that maybe this could be the Kickstarter for a turnaround this season. As I mentioned, the Angels did win 2-1, to one, and it was a game that we desperately needed because we lost the first two games. And John and I are going to talk about it all on Locked On Angels, and we hope that you'll join us. That's all for today on Locked On Now MLB. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you go and check out Locked On MLB and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.